Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Oh, jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. Psh, it's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Welcome to Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. We have been studying the life of Abraham and Sarah and how they achieved their um, come for their son. God had made a promise to Abraham and to Sarah they would have a child and from that child that their seed would be numerous that it cannot be numbered. And we saw how they got the promise in the book of Romans chapter 4. We looked at that, and from there we took a sidebar, and we have been focusing on what I called enemies of our faith. We see that Abraham had to fight this good fight of faith. He was father of faith, the Bible tells us, and he had to fight. And it told us what his enemy was and how he overcame enemy. And each one of you and myself have one that will present in our situation. You have to know how they fight, what their strengths are, their weaknesses, so that you and I, as I've been telling you guys, we can become overcomers. For the Bible tells us, overcame the world by their faith. So you and I are called into this wonderful walk. For um, the Bible says, uh, Paul puts it this way, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And it tells us in verse 17 of that particular chapter, that chapter 1, actually verse 17, tells us that um, we are moving from faith to faith. And the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. And it also says that we walk by faith. Abraham walked by faith, and as a result of walking by faith, it says that God accredited him um, righteous. So we are going to, this is our last, actually last enemy that we're going to focus on, and it is anxiety. And I know a lot of you are anxious out there. This is especially for you, those that are suffering from the spirit of anxiety reigning in our life. And actually the Bible tells us that there's a strong man that is over that um, spirit of anxiety. And the Bible says, Jesus said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. And the keys of the kingdom is that we would bind the strong man. And so the strong man, I'm going to give you some insight here. Strong man over the spirit of anxiety is the spirit of fear. He is the boss of uh, the spirit of anxiety. And so when you bind and you take care of the spirit of fear, you can then dispatch the spirit of anxiety so that you can overcome particular um, uh, enemy of our faith. But what we're going to do is go in deep, look at some of those principles by which we can apply what we can apply and change our life. So we'll be right back after this message. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. As we continue our topic, I'm excited to get back into this topic. So here we go. Let's go back 
and continue our study. We're going to continue talking about the subject of the enemies of our faith, and I've been using this for a couple of weeks now. Uh, the analogy of the boxer, his opponent, his or her opponent, to get to know all of their weaknesses. The Bible tells us that the enemy studies us, and he um, attacks us with the sin that easily besets us. The Bible tells us that we ought to become um, knowledgeable, for God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I have been endeavoring in bringing knowledge in the realm of the enemies of our faith. I felt impressed to stop and deal with this particular um, enemy that is well known in society. I hear so much about it um, amongst um, people today because of the pandemic and all the other things we are going through as a society and a global society. And that is anxiety. It is my hope. Encourage those that are listening to this podcast. I suggest that you give it to people that are in a state of anxiety so that it can assist them to bring them from the space that they are today. Being anxious, the Bible tells us that it is a horrific state and um, the Bible is really clear on how to deal with that and how we gain our benefit and our victory over that. It is a word, um, basically, dealing anxiety and anxiousness is disquieting thoughts, is about the thought life. And uh, the root is daga, um, or the Hebrew, and um, uh, or da'ag, D-A-G. And there's another root word is S-A-F, um, A-F. And that is basically dealing with the thought and, and anxiety and anxiousness. And it is a loop that is constantly going back and forth that will lead us into fear. Um, and I've mentioned to you that before, if you're listening to these podcasts um, uh, about the uh, enemies of our faith, you said that um, a lot of them uh, fear accompanies certain things and other demons accompany other demons, other spirits to cause you to be in this certain state. So I've been talking to you guys over and over that the Bible tells us that we are born again and you become a new creature once you are in the kingdom of God. Ephesians 4.22-24 to this way, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So this old man that I've been talking to you at um not rely on faith this corrupt he cannot get anything that uh, he is asking God for because he cannot he, the Bible tells us he can't and so and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man after God is created in righteousness and true holiness so I wanted to bring that to you and show you that and I are not going to get anything from him. The Bible is very clear about that. And the only place that we can get those things, it tells us, is that through faith. And I've been focusing on that with you guys. Encourage you so that you can get the things that are necessary in your life. Because the goal is that you and I would get the things that are necessary in our life through faith as we become this new creature. So I want to take you to a scripture, um, uh, Matthew six twenty five through 34, and just go through that, and then we will break it down as to what Jesus is talking about. And again, we're going to pick this up in tomorrow. 
and we're going to go a, lo- a, a little deeper about this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. And that is where we are today. Most people are anxious about their life. What's going on in your life? Well, how am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? Um, how am I going to uh, move uh, my house, my car, my bills, all of those things? This anxiety that is about our life. What you shall eat or drink, nor uh, about your body, what you should put on. Is not, uh, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that neither snow, sow nor reap or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You not more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his uh, lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory are not arrayed as any of that. And then Jesus begins to go in now and tells them how to conquer and how to um, master this particular part of your life. And if you study Matthew chapter 6, which I've talked to you guys again um, before, you know, about Matthew 6, Jesus came on the scene. He's now giving the um, example of what the kingdom of God looks like, how you and I are now supposed to be living um, by this new world and uh, the new principles by which we are supposed to be governing our life. And so uh, he begins to um, begin to talk to everyone about it. And then he makes a statement and he says uh, that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of the, and his righteousness and all these things she added unto you. And these things are in reference to what we had talked about. Uh, your clothing, all of these other things that uh, most people are worried about. God is saying to you, no, the way that you do that and the way that you have, do not have anxiety in your life is that you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So let me take you to John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world give I give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And so anxiety will allow uh, the spirit of fear to come in. And once you are operating out of the spirit of fear, which we have talked about, uh, you're not going to get anything. So our focus here is that you and I will learn the enemies of our fate are. And as a result of learning who they are, because the first one that I talked to you guys about was that of a lack of knowledge. And if we are not knowledgeable by what the enemy uses against us, we will be easily beset and we will be conquered and not um, be victorious in the things that we are looking for. So I wanted to bring to you and show you that here, going to go into seek ye first the kingdom. So I've talked to you guys about this kingdom that you are brought into as we are translated from one um, kingdom, Second Corinthians, uh, Colossians actually talks about us being translated into the kingdom, from the kingdom of God, darkness into the kingdom, God's dear son or the kingdom of God. 
Once we are translated from one kingdom to another, we become born again. The Bible tells us we are, as you and I become born again, we have a new spirit. And that new spirit is then able to commune with God through the Holy Ghost. Um, And so as you and I now are citizens of this new kingdom, we are to learn policies, procedures by which this new kingdom is going to now govern our lives as we proceed from the day of birth into uh, 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 all the way to death. And the way by which we live, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. So it's continually, and we shall walk by faith, not by sight, not by the natural realm that you were delivered from. And so Matthew 6, 25 through 34 is giving you an example of the realm and how you were delivered and how you ought to be living and acting at this new juncture. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. So you are now in this new kingdom. And this is a sermon that God is preaching to you as you have entered. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink. So you have to picture yourself, you're being born again now, and the word of God is preaching to you uh, since you have been translated. It says, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life or what you shall eat or drink, nor what your body should, you should wear or what you should put on or worry about your, you know, your body as far as sicknesses and all these kind of stuff. I got you covered. It says, is it not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So he's now pointing you to look in the natural realm. He's trying to now extract from what you and I see, the natural realm, to teach us a spiritual lesson. And he tells us, he says, look at the birds, at the field. He says, God is taking care of them, and they're not worried, they're not anxious. And if if they're more important than you, that God got you covered. And he goes on and he says to him, "Um, are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious... Um, can add a single hour to uh, to his span of life. And why are you anxious about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in the Bible tells us that this was one of the richest men ever. Um, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like any of these. So the richest man on the planet at the time, this guy had, um, he had uh, fields outside of the city that were um, dumped. Uh, he dumped all the, the um, silver and stuff like that. And he, he, he had so much wealth. So uh, this is um, a principle that I want to get to you guys so that you will learn that uh, Jesus is trying to contrast us now, how we should live. And he tells us right after that how this is how you're going to do it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, this new place that you're in now, new kingdom that you're a part of. Seek ye first the kingdom, all of its policies and procedures. Okay? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness is what I talk to you guys. Righteousness is faith. And it says that when Abraham believed God, it was a credit to him as righteousness. So seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness. So let me break these two things down for you right now, and then we're going to pick up a little more. Okay, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that you need in this world. The Bible tells us we are um, in the world, but not the world. So that means that while we are in, in this different kingdom, we're still of the world. Uh, so that God knows that we have need of all those things that, of, that the world needs your health, your body, your mind, all those things. And he says, I got you covered. All I need you to do is seek ye first the kingdom, seek out about the principle and and uh, and righteousness and his righteousness. So let me tie these two together for you. So seek ye first the kingdom and 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 the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Now, righteousness I'm going to try and put it in a format where you can understand. So you want to seek God, the kingdom first, and his righteousness. You want to seek first uh, the principles, rightness of how he looks on that specific situation. The rightness, and so this faith is by which faith looks at your situation. So the Bible tells us that you and I are healed. So the right way that God looks at this now in the kingdom of God, his kingdom, is that by his stripes you are healed. So the right way to think about sickness and healing is by those scriptures. Now, in the kingdom of darkness, the right way to think about that is not the same as it is in the new kingdom. So the right way to think at, of uh, wealth and, and prosperity and all those things is different than how we do it in the kingdom. It says, for the um, tells us in the scripture that the blessing of Lord of God brings wealth without any um, painful toil. The Bible tells us that Jesus actually, let me explain, Jesus was the second Adam. So if Jesus was the second Adam, that means that the first Adam can do the very same thing that the, first, that the second Adam can do. He can walk on water. He can uh, feed people that are sick, heal people that are sick. He could feed people that need that are in hunger. He could do all of the same thing. And so if you and I are being restored, Jesus said, you and I can do the same thing. How did the first Adam operate the same way the second Adam operated? He was supposed to operate by faith. And so uh, the second Adam, the first Adam fell, and the second Adam came to show us how to do it. Um, the devil tempted the first Adam, and he fell. The Bible tells us that he fell. He tempted the second Adam in, in, in the wilderness. The Bible tells us that he was victorious over that. And when he came out of that, um, when he came out of that uh, 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 desert, the Bible says that he began to do great things. So right after your temptation, you are going to do great things. The enemy always comes to try and to get you um, to fail in the wilderness. The wilderness are the dark places that you and I go, the dry land. And so you're looking at your life and it's dry because you've allowed the spirit of anxiety, you've allowed anxiety to take root in your life. But you're going to figure out by looking at God's word, seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness as to the right way to think about anxiety, 
and you will get your victory over anxiety. And I want to take you guys and show you a couple of things in the Bible about, um, we talked about the word of, uh, um, anxiety has to do with, uh, with, uh, the way we think. Uh, King Zedekiah. Here's a perfect example of, Ze um, King Zedekiah. He's under a lot of stress and, and anxiety. And the prophet Jeremiah comes to him and tells him that he needs to submit to the Babylonian king, um, so that he can, uh, survive and his, his, uh, Jerusalem will, will survive as well. But it, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 38, uh, 19 and 20 that the king, um, yeah, then King Zedekiah said to, uh, Jeremiah, I am anxious, uh, about the Jews who have gone over to the Chaldeans for they may give me over into their hands and they will abuse me. But Jeremiah said, they will not give you over. Please obey Yahweh in what I am saying that you uh, uh, saying to you that it may go well with you and you may not, you may live. But, uh, the Bible tells us that he refuses, um, uh, Zedekiah refuses and a result of his of refusal that the kingdom fell. Um, they killed his sons, the, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar blinded him and, and put him in chains, um, and, uh, imprison him. So this is what happens to you and I when we do not, uh, when we worry or, um, or be in a state of anxiety and we don't listen to the word of God is that we are conquered. Uh, we are, um, overcome and the enemy takes control over us and we lose faith and our faith, the Bible says, becomes shipwrecked and we, um, deny that God is able to do what he said he was going to do. But that's not the case. You and I, uh, the Bible says that um, I read with you in Matthew, Regis, O.E. of little faith. And so I wanted to take you through and show you a couple of scriptures that uh, it talks about the um, about anxiety. And then what I'll do from then is just go and give you another story in the Bible that shows you how anxiety plays when one is obedient. Psalms 91, 19, uh, 94, 19, sorry, says, When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy to, brought joy to my soul. Uh, Proverbs 12, 25, An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. And that kind word is from the word of God, man. I'm telling you guys. Um, so that you can be able to be lifted up from your situation. First Corinthians 7.32, I want you to be free from anxiety. Isaiah uh, 35 verses 4 say, To those who have an anxious heart, be strong. Fear not, behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God will he come and save you. And so that anxiety will give way to fear. And even when we come into a state of fearfulness, the Bible says God is still there for us. Matthew six twenty seven. And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? And we read that. And the other translation said worry. First uh, Peter five seven says casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. 
uh, Philippians, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to know, uh, known to God. That word, that scripture right there, in, uh, um, contains the same process by which um, Abraham got his. By uh, Let's go through that. Do not be anxious about anything, um, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. As Abraham began to worship God and stay, says Abraham was not weak in faith, but was strong in faith by giving glory unto God and a as a result of he began to give glory unto God and thanking, staying in a state of thankfulness, he became fully persuaded, uh, fully persuaded that God was able to do what he said he would do. So, um, as I mentioned to you guys, this whole thing that you and I are involved in is in the fact that we are trying to, uh, believe God, um, what he said, he said, I am not a man that I should lie. Uh, we know that's in the scripture. Um, I started out the scripture reading it to you. It says that uh, with man, uh, this thing is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mark 11 um, uh, tells us that we ought to, you know, have faith in God and have faith in God's ability that Everything with him is possible, and all he needs is our faith. And the Bible says we have to believe him, that he's able to do what he said he would do. And once we get to that place, the Bible says that you and I are in faith, and that we are able to receive what we are asking for. So uh, I'm going to continue this. I'm going to pick up some more. We'll take a break, and we'll be right Welcome back to Mystery Bible. As we continue our topic, I'm excited to get back into this topic. So here we go. Let's go back and continue our study. The Bible says in Proverbs 4:20 through 23, uh, 22, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my word. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. And we now have to learn how to trust God because the Bible tells us that this being in this new kingdom, we do not walk by faith. We do not walk by sight. Uh, we do not walk by the senses. And here he is. He's saying, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my word. Um, and, uh, the Bible is trying to uh, when you trying to teach us how to walk in this new kingdom, when you begin to read the Bible from the point of view that you have been translated into a, from one kingdom to another, then it becomes really exciting because you're reading this book, this legal document, to to see what are your rights as a citizen. And uh, Philippians four uh, six through seven says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So here is Philippians 4, 
six, uh, seven, telling you about the situation that you're in. Okay. It says, be not anxious about anything. Whatever situations have arisen in your life, this is how you handle those. Don't be anxious about it, but let me show you how to handle it is what the scripture is saying. But, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Okay. So now you're going to approach God through prayer and supplication also with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known. Whatever that uh, situation is, again, I say to you, find the scripture on it. And once you find the scripture, it says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my word. So you're going to look for the word of God on that specific situation. And do not let uh, let it out of your sight. Keep them in your heart, for they are life to those who find it and health to one's body. And so what is this telling us? It's telling us that we are not to look at the surroundings only to the word of God on that specific situation. We're going to find the word, and then we're going to take that word and apply it to our situation, and we are not going to move. And he says, make your request known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind. And that as the process goes on until the manifestation, you have to be in... um in a state of thankfulness, a state of worship. Uh, it says in the Bible, even though the fig tree does not prosper, yet will I praise you. So you're, prosper, you're, you're praising God within the midst of this um, situation that you're in. And if you look at the Bible, it has so much uh, information um uh, about who we are as new citizens. And let me give you a promise of God in Isaiah 4, uh, 43, 2. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest in the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. And so, these are different stages within your situation that you're going to go through. But in every state in that situation, God is there with you. It tells us here in, in Isaiah 43, it says, when you pass through the waters, well, the waters are, you know, um, they're not that deep, but you can walk through the water. He says he's there with you. And when you go to the river, a river is a little more deeper. Uh, they will not overflow thee. Um, so you'll be able to... Um, come out of the, your situation. And when it gets worse than that, and when thou walk through the fire, when you're in this hot, when the landlord is knocking on the door, when uh, the bills are, are piling up, when your your um, all your debtors are calling, it says, you will not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Why? Because you're staying in faith. You have to stay in faith. And the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because you're in this new kingdom, as I'm talking to you about, or this new um, place that you have been born again into, and you're no longer a citizen of the kingdom of darkness. And not being a citizen of the kingdom of darkness, as I've been trying to tell you guys, you are now governed by a new set of principles. And these principles are 
what gets us the result that we want. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares uh, for you. So all your, of your anxiety, the things that make you anxious. Uh, Matthew 6, 25 through 34, we've been reading that. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or drink, and nor about your body, what you put on is not the the life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, neither gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they are? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory are not arrayed as one of these. And so as we look at that scripture and we go on to that scripture, it says, don't be anxious. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow be, it will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is a day uh, is a trouble in that day. God is saying to you to live in the present and not to worry about that. But he tells us how for us to overcome that and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And this is what I've been telling you guys. Seek ye first the kingdom, meaning since you are in this new kingdom, I read you those the scriptures earlier uh, in Proverbs when it says, my son, attend to my words. Why? Because you are now in a new kingdom and you are listening to the God's words that are within that kingdom on your situation. Uh, when you were in the kingdom of darkness, you, you tried so many different ways within your ability to get it, to get that situation under control, but you couldn't. And because you couldn't, you then, then try to run in faith. But the whole thing is what God says, the just shall live by faith. So you should have been living in faith already. You should have been calling those things. The minute the situation arises is when you go and get the word of God. Don't wait for anything. You get busy so that it doesn't um, get over you or cover you, as the Bible says. But he promises that he will be walking with you through every single one of these things. Uh, once you become a born-again Christian, your troubles doesn't go away. The Bible tells us God makes it rain on the just and the unjust. So we all have it. But he is our provider. He is the God of this new kingdom. He is the ruler of this new kingdom. He, along with Jesus Christ, and the Bible tells us that in First Peter's five uh, seven, casting all your cares on Him because He cares. Jesus cares for you, just as the Father cares for you. Jesus says, "I do nothing um, except what I see the Father does." And there are scriptures all through the Old Testament telling us that the Father heals us. I am the Lord that heals you. Come and I will heal you from your sickness. So Jesus makes a statement. He says, I do what I see the Father does. And so Jesus is just copying the Father or modeling what uh, God the Father does. And he heals people. He have compassion on people. He's long-suffering. He's all of these things where... Why? Because he sees the Father doing it, and he is the example by which God has 
deposited Jesus on this planet so that you and I can have a, a visual example of who he is and how he is. And he provides for us just like Jesus provides for us. He provided for the children of Israel in the wilderness. He fed them. There were tremendous miracles in that group that were disobedient and rebellious against God. Their clothing never wore out. They got food from heaven. They got water from a rock. I mean, all of these different things we see that uh, God the Father uh, does for his children. And he is still doing the same today. It is up to you and I to walk by faith. The Bible tells us that we ought to walk by faith. And as we walk by faith, we will receive those uh, things that he promised. Uh, I read to you Psalms 94, uh, 19, when an anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. And so we have to trust God. Proverbs twelve twenty five: an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Where are you going to find that kind word? You're going to find it in the word of God. Go looking for the word, the kind word from him. Don't focus on people. Focus on God. Get your kind word from him and he will be able to uh, encourage you and give and build your faith so that you can come out of your situation. First Corinthians 7. Uh, 32, I want you to be free from anxiety. These are some of the situations I talked to you about. Uh, King uh, Zedekiah and how his anxiety caused him to not f- listen to the word of God. And as a result, he got his children died, his eye, he got blinded and uh, was thrown into prison. And if you don't listen to the word of God, I promise you the very same thing is going to happen to you. Psalms 38, uh, 17 through 22. David, for I am ready to fall and my sorrow is continually before me. For I confess my iniquity. I am full of anxiety because of my sins. And we see that this man uh, was repentant because of his anxiety, and he's laying it out to God. He says, I am, I am anxious, man, and I just want you to know that I'm anxious. And God tells him that he will um, uh, uh, deliver him from all of these things. And so you and I, uh, anxiousness happens, anxiety comes. Uh, it comes to us. We are human beings. But the Bible it tells us that uh, uh, who God is, and that is why we need to get into the Word to see who He is as a Father. And He says, "He, if we being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more would our Heavenly Father give us the Holy Spirit and those things that we need? How much more? Um, uh, um, David continues, he says, But my enemies are vigorous and strong, and many are those who hate me, wrongfully and those who repay evil for good they oppose me because i follow what is good do not forsake me o yahweh my god do not be far from me make haste to help me o lord my salvation this is david's cry and the bible tells us that god came and rescued his man that calls and, and on him and is in faith and i know you guys are going through a lot of 
anxiety with COVID and the anxiousness about your work and job and housing and all of these things. But I want to come and encourage you that God is here and that he will deliver you. And from all of your situation, Isaiah 57, 11, uh, 13, Yahweh, of whom you were, you worried or anxious and fearful when you lied and did not remember me, nor give me a thought. This is God talking. Was I not silent even for a long time? So you do not fear me. I will declare your righteousness and your deeds, but they will not profit you. When you cry out, let your consolation of idol uh, deliver you, but the wind will cry all of them, will carry all of them up and break them and take them away. That's what happens to you and I when we walk in the principles of the kingdom of darkness. We, God can't help us because we're in a state of fearfulness, but it tells us that he takes, he who takes refuge in me, it continues, in 13, will inherit the land and will possess my holy mountain. And it will be said, built up, built up, prepare the way, remove every obstacle out of thy way of my people. For thus say the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy. I will dwell on high and holy place and also with contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. God is with you and I. God is here to restore us. Walk by faith, the Bible says. And I've been showing you guys um, this is an enemy, but the Bible tells us how to win and overcome that enemy. And we saw that in the book of, um, uh, uh, that I read to you earlier in the book of, uh, Philippians so that you and I can walk and be, you know, victorious in God. It's time, guys. Philippians 4, uh, 6. So for seven, I'm going to read that to you again because in that reading contains how you overcome your anxiety. Be not, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode.